Hey, good afternoon. Welcome on into Lunch with Claims and Joe here on ClaimsOnline.com, presented by Amron, Illinois, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. We, uh, Claims, we're, we're at a bar today. We are at the Alton Sports Tap in well, Alton, Illinois. It's not like we haven't been to a bar before in our lives, but we're at a real special bar, the Alton Sports Tap. Um, I used to pass this place, but it's now under new ownership. And I can already tell that people are going to have a lot of fun here, as we have already had in just a brief time we've been here. My, uh, you're you're going to see me going to my water a lot and to uh, a, I'm gonna, a napkin here for. I'm going to go to a French fry right because uh, because I had the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and it uh, it, it hits you a little bit. It's, it's sitting there on the tongue right now, and it was uh, it was spicy. And hey, we have uh, off, off to our right over here. It's uh, the voice of the Billikens, Bob Ramsey. Is that's who that is. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. uh, that's him. Yeah, that's that's oh, Bob Ramsey. Right. I've <laughs> heard he, about him. He's about to have the Nashville. We hot can beat these guys. Wrong guy. Oh, that's... <laughs> so let me tell you a story. I know some people are like. Oh, here he goes. And I'm starting to sound like Don Cherry. Um, so when I left doing the Billiken games at Rammer, they had a guy that came in, good guy, but he was very emotional as a color analyst. And one night, Billikens are making a comeback. He just rises up and says, we can beat these guys. <laughs> For some reason, it stuck with me. What was that, 30 years ago, it seemed like. Yeah, about 30 years ago. And every time I think about and, and, you know, they got the best guy of all time now, Earl Austin Jr. Mm-hmm. And how, Earl's got, what, 30 in? 31. 31 years in. And he's been as good as anybody, the best person that's ever done that job, period. And, by the way, he's going into – the Legends uh, Ring of Fame for the uh, Black Journalists Association here in St. Louis. So congratulations, Earl. That's a really big honor, and I'm really happy for him. I, uh, I'm I really was... starting to sound like Cherry now for some <laughs> I was going to – I haven't mentioned it on this show yet so when we're here together, but uh, Missouri uh, Sports Hall of Famer, Mike, uh, congratulations well, on that. Uh, that ceremony will be uh, next month. I, I'm, I'm honored for sure, and because of this guy over here, Bob Ramsey – uh, working with people like him and just, you know, I, I'm blessed because not only did I work with him and I learned from him, but he's my best friend. So I got the triple crown working for me, but um, it was a real honor. And I don't even know if I've told you this story. We're on a road trip. We're in Milwaukee and I get the call and I thought the guy was kidding. And then when I realized he was serious, I was, I didn't, I was numb. I didn't have anything to say. So he told me, hey, we're going to make an announcement on the 29th and whatever. And I was like, okay. So he said, but you can tell your family and friends. I said, hey, cool. Call my girlfriend. She doesn't answer. Call my daughter. She said, I'll call you right back. <laughs> call my other daughter. She don't even answer. Uh, call, call my daughter's mother. She's in a meeting. I'm, I'm going down the list and nobody. So now, you know, I call. I said, I know there's one person I can call and they'll answer the front desk. I call the front desk. Please stand by. <laughs> oh, shit. So now I'm just sitting there like this in the room and I walk out of the room and there's John Rooney. He's upset because his dry cleaning hadn't come. And I just put my arms around him. He thought I was trying to calm him down. I said, no, I got something I want to tell you. He said, yeah, I know. Calm down. I said, no, I'm going to the hall. So he was the first person to know because nobody else answered the phone. 
Hey, we will be out here for the next uh, next hour or so. Uh, Raymer and I are going to do daily cards after, uh, I'm after anxious this to hear as well. That today. So we will uh, we'll talk about that. The hot chicken sandwich. I didn't realize. So I have uh, the owner here, Dan King. I've known him since uh, I think we were we went to St. Ambrose together oh. uh, over in Godfrey, Illinois. Nice Protestant school. Yeah, uh, Catholic. Catholic, Catholic, Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we went uh, we went there. Ram, and- you get to fish. No, he got the chicken. Too. Got the chicken too. All right. Yeah, he uh, he he covered it up with uh, ranch though. I just went straight no, no, no. at it. No, no, no. What is that? Slaw. Oh, okay. I, hey, I, Brian, see, the, I see the white over. South. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we do it down here. Uh, but I didn't realize they. I, I thought they just had the chicken sandwich brought in here from somewhere and they just fried it or whatever. No, he said he has the uh, the recipe for he this hot chicken that. sandwich locked in a safe in his office. He's well, the only see, one here that can make it. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm a guy that I'm like Paulie in the, in the Sopranos. I don't write nothing down. I, you, you commit good recipes to memory. And I have three recipes that I'm really good at. And I don't think I've written them down on a piece of paper yet. I'm not a recipe guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but see, recipes, as the cooking show now begins here on Claves Online, um, <laughs> it's recipe is all about feel and touch, <laughs> about ingredients, how much to put in, how much to take back. And then you look at your crowd. If you're cooking for somebody, so, like, my girlfriend is not a big garlic or, or onions person. So she gets her own separate pile of whatever I'm making. But it's all about feel on that particular day and, and what you're seasoning or what you're doing. So I'm a guy, not like what you see on the Three Stooges when they're cooking the, the turkey, you know. separate Yeah, can of peas or separate two eggs. But one of those deals... <laughs> Hey, we have a laugh audience today. That's good. <laughs> One of those deals where you have a feel for how you're going to cook. So that, that's how I do it. But I don't think I've ever written. Now, I have cookbooks, yeah. but I've never written down a recipe. So I will see something and I will go, you know what? That looks good. How can I make it better? And I'll just go in yes. and I'll try to make it. Yeah. I'll, I'll see, try to I, just make yeah. something like that. That's so how. you know how I make everything better? Add garlic. You see, most mine are hit and miss. There's a lot. I've thrown I away. I've garlic. thrown away a lot of meals, and <laughs> so, I'll just take a bite of it and go, "Well, okay." I think garlic <laughs> goes with anything. So the other night, Tommy Fan was in town, and we went to dinner, and he ordered a, a steak. He said, "I like some chopped garlic or minced garlic," and I thought I was the only guy that liked it. And so somebody else saw it. George Dury, you know, George, George saw it. He, he got one. Hey, I'm telling you, man, garlic works with everything. I don't put it on scrambled eggs, though. That, that's not, that doesn't sound good at all. Hey, I guess we should probably get into the sports talk, huh? We, I mean, this is a this we, is a sports and entertainment look, website well, we, we that, just you've, finished, uh, that you've just created. We just finished entertaining, so I guess we'll yeah. go to sports. Uh, about an hour ago, Mike Schilt held his uh, press conference uh, last week, the shocking news of his dismissal from the organization due to philosophical differences. And today, Mike Schilt, uh, first it was going to be a statement, then it was going to be a press conference, and then it was just a Zoom statement. That well, it he, was uh, always a statement. I don't know where anybody got press card. I think because they thought it was going to be on Zoom, he was going to take questions, which I would be, would have been against. Frank uh, got excited. I think Frank had Frank a list of questions. He, yeah. yeah. I think the two guys are rubbing their hands together with Frank and Derek Gould. They thought this was going to be their <laughs> opportunity. Um, but – as we talked the day it happened, you and Rammer and myself, you know, you kind of step back and now that you've had a chance to let it breathe a little bit, uh, it's still an unfortunate situation. It, it didn't have to happen. Uh, philosophical differences, you can put what you want on it. I think, 
and I was out a lot this weekend, the three words I heard most, what really happened? And out of respect to Mike and, and John, you know, I'm not going to go there in this forum because, you know, it, it's, it's such a, it's unfortunate is what it was. When you look back on it, you had a guy that had done everything for the organization, but the organization wanted it done differently. And he wasn't on that page and they decided, well, okay, let's go in a different direction. And that's cool. Those things happen. But I thought today Mike put a nice bow on his career here in St. Louis. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. I know that people will want to put him in the next manager's job. But, you know, maybe sometimes you might have to step back. Now, I say that, and I know the San Diego job is out there. Everybody says, oh, you got to go to San Diego. They got a lot of players. And they do have a good team. And maybe he could galvanize those guys. But when you've just gone through what you went through, to pick it up and try and tackle something like this where the expectations are going to even be higher, I don't know. Now, you flip the coin and say, all right, that's San Diego, or I could sit out some time and take over a really bad team, which you don't want to do. Yeah. Especially when you hit your, when you hit 50, there are things you say, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. So to inherit a team with a bad owner or a bad GM or a bad personnel – that doesn't flow his boat. I was going to say, it doesn't, you know him a lot better than I do. I, it does, he doesn't strike me as one that wants a project. You know, he doesn't right. want to have to build something from the ground up and sit around. And, and he has been part of the Cardinals organization for 18 years. Yeah. And the last 18 years in the Cardinals organization, it's been very, very successful. Why would you want to go somewhere like a Pittsburgh or a Baltimore right. and start with that and have to sit there? And just you know, lose your hair over it night after night no, with watching bad baseball. And, and knowing that ownership has no idea what they want to do yeah. or how to get it done. So Mike Schilt's going to be okay. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. He, he is a good friend. And uh, I hated to see it happen. Um, and, you know, I hated for the Cardinals to do it because I have friends on that side of the fence too. Um, but you know what? We'll figure it out. We'll move on. I think the next big question is who's going to be the next manager? and what's going to be expected of him. And I've heard names. I wrote my, I, you know, I meant to bring my envelope over here uh, and talk about it. I, I think I told you, I told Rammer, uh, the names that I think are going to be heavily considered, if not hired. Um, now, these are the ones you think will be hired? I, I think, think those, these are the guys that I think should be considered. Okay. And then, you know what, I should probably work, do another envelope. I'm going to do one that should be considered, and I should do one that, that should be hired or could be hired. So I got to do another envelope. So how, how how similar do you think the Mike Claiborne envelope looks from the Bill DeWitt Jr. envelope? I think we're going to have a couple of names on there. I, I think the other thing is you're going to have some names on there for just – Aesthetics, okay? Mm-hmm. He's not going to get the job, but we got to include him. You know, it's like when you're recruiting, you're being recruited, and while old state you want you and you know you ain't going there, you say, well, they were on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on the list. They're not, I wasn't going to. They were, they were on my list, but I was always going to go to East Tonell Wesleyan over old state U. So from a political standpoint and just making it look good on the surface, there are going to be names on there that we all think, oh, yeah, he should be on it. Yeah, 
and he's never going. He was never in contention. A name that I think kind of fits that that I don't I don't think there's I, I think it's past that time would be a guy like Jose Okendo, where it seems like over the past years he has been very happy with his exactly. role down in Jupiter, working with young players, popping into St. Louis every now and then. It feels like that that window for him to be the manager of the Cardinals or anywhere maybe has passed, and he's happy where he is right now. I think that's a good point you make. I think it'd be like George Kissel. George Kissel is one, was one of the most valuable people ever to be in the Cardinal organization, but he was never a manager. Jose Okendo is that version of it now because everybody else has either been fired or retired or whatever. So in, in, in that regard, you're right. It, the window is closed on him, and I think he's good with that. Yeah. I think Jose Okendo will be better known to have his fingerprints on the development of so many good young Cardinal players over the next few years. That's a better role than being a guy that was hamstrung in managing because he looked at the game differently than management does. And that's the thing that I would say that would hold him back. Old school is Jose Okendo. New school is what you see in how the game is played today and, and managed today. And, and those two are completely different. So now as we as we sit here, I, I believe it was said last week, they're looking at a target date of mid-November to yeah. have that next manager in place. Uh, what do you think the timeline of that looks like? When do uh, interviews start after the World Series? I think they've already started. And the reason why I say that is for the local guys that we talk about, be it Ollie, Stubby Clap, um, they know enough about them. And the reason why I use that concept is when Walt Jockety got fired, the Cardinals interviewed all these people. They never interviewed Mo. Mm. And Mo was like, no, I'm not interviewing. You already know who I am. You've been around me. And maybe we'll see that this time around. Well, Mo knows what those guys are capable yeah. of doing. So just to scratch an itch he may have about outside the organization, I think you'll see them start to do that sort of stuff. And with that, we don't expect anything big to happen free agency or trade-wise until December, January. If, uh, I mean, well, free agency, you would imagine something's going to happen. Trade-wise, I don't know what's out there or what the Cardinals are willing to part with. How important is that next manager to potential free agents? I think it's very important. Uh, I think it's going to be a collective effort. The, the, the manager's name is going to be important because I'm, I'm going to say that maybe those free agents may not know him, but I think it's also important for the players, the Arenados and the Goldschmidts and people like that to get involved and say, hey, look, we need you to make a phone call to this guy. You know him. You know somebody who knows him. You know, I, I think that those are the things. And then I think the other element is finding what's on the back end, like looking under the hood and finding a, a, a plus factor. For instance, Kyle mm -hmm. Seeger. Everybody talks about him. Man, he looked good in the car uniform. Corey Seager. Uh, so Corey Seager now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. So you got to figure out how you can make that connect. You have to find those things that not only appease the player other than the money, but maybe something that appeases his family and something that makes it more convenient. So somebody's got to do their due diligence to make sure you peel off the first layer of batting average and OPS and find out is there some sort of – of the hook that you can use in order to get that person to be interested in your organization. 
Well, it doesn't sound like we'll uh, get any of those answers until after the World Series, especially after True. the Cardinals having to ask permission just to make the announcement last week. You don't want to step on any more toes while uh, baseball's in the final uh, wait, that, stretch. That, that's Ellen over there. Yeah, she took care of you. Take a wave. So yeah, well, she, took, uh, she took good well, care no, of you. I mean, just wave to everybody. <laughs> just wave to everybody. See, there she is right there. All right, go ahead. Fast track your uh, your lunch. Uh, it's, I, it skipped right over it's me. Quite hardy. And, uh, yeah. It was quite hardy. Well, What'd you know, you they, they yeah. took. They, I just had a turkey sandwich. Okay, but it took some real detail to make those. Make what you had. Yeah, and they had to go get the recipe yeah, out they, of the and safe and, and get get the chin out, the chicken out the yeah out the hoop, out the chicken hoop. <laughs> defeather him and everything else. So we got four teams left yeah. in uh, in baseball right now. Here, as you're uh, watching the lunch show, we are live at the Alton Sports Tap uh, here in Alton, Illinois. Next week, we'll be back here in Alton. We'll be uh, right down the road. At Munganas Alton Toyota, we'll uh, go see Jamie. So yeah, I got there. an idea. We'll swing yeah. by here and pick up some lunch, take it over to Jamie and the boys. That's fine with me. We'll do that. We'll all do right. That. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds good. I'll, we'll get that all set up. Uh, Red Sox Astros tied at one apiece. Braves Dodgers. That's the surprise to me. The Braves Dodgers series is the surprise to me. Where the standings are right now. If you watch those two games, maybe not much of a surprise as how they went. I I fully expected Red Sox Astros to go seven. With those and to be offensive heavy seven games in that, the the scripts kind of flipped as to what I thought was going to happen between Braves and Dodgers. But first off, let's let's go to the American League. They played tonight, game three. What are your thoughts on what you've seen so far? I think Houston uh, will come back tonight. I think when when you watch postseason play, seldom do you see a team get blown out or like we saw Houston. Now the score says nine to five, but it was never that close. No. So I, I look at Houston to come in and, and you know do some things right, and, and I still think they're the best team. Uh, both of them are a little pitching thin right now, and this comes down to managing. And I man, you talk about young and old, Joey Cora, or Alex Cora and Dusty, two interesting minds when it comes to the game, and I think it's going to be a manager's decision that's going to decide this series. I still like Houston. Uh, but everybody's a little nicked up and banged up, and the pitching, as I mentioned, is a little thin. But I think that's going to be a very entertaining series. Now, I want to go back to what you said about the Dodgers and Atlanta. That's the way it used to be. Home team wins the first two because, you know, the, the, the series aren't decided until you play the third game. And so now the Dodgers will go back to their place, and that's a tough place to win. Were they undefeated at home? Uh, they, want, they were 9-0 and before they played us at home. So they're on a hot streak. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to these games being even ratcheted up more, but I will say this. I think we've seen some really good postseason baseball yeah. starting with our series against the Dodgers and that giants Dodgers series was fascinating. And I'm going to tell you why it was fascinating for me. Tommy fam, former Cardinals in town. And we, we, he and some other friends, went out and we wanted to watch the game and he sat around us and to listen to him predict this and how this is working and how that works was fast he made that game even more exciting to watch uh because of his his insight and if he ever wanted to be an analyst somebody's gonna be out of a job because he he's got to figure it out and it was truly the environment of a bunch of guys sitting around you know how we always talk about Man, it's so much fun when they like when they're like sitting around on the couch just shooting the breeze. This is how it was with him. And you know, I make a living talking about baseball. He makes a living playing it, but he could make my living 
talking about it as well, as good <laughs> as he was. And, and he just made that series even more exciting to watch. The unfortunate thing about it was how the game ended on a check swing or an alleged check swing that I think most of most free free-minded thinking people would tell you that, that that wasn't a check swing. How do you fix that? You don't. I, I mean, mean it's, it's just it's one of the flaws of the game. You can't go replay. Exactly. To end the game, yeah, hour. you can't sit there and go and analyze that in the New York office for five minutes, especially for the final pitch of the game, and, and, and then and come out there and yeah, do it again. And you can't change the rules of the game because it's postseason. Just like putting umpires on the line. You mean to tell me that an umpire on the line, an umpire on the line in a game in July where a game is on the line, isn't as important? You know, considering the fact that all these games are important if it's fair or foul, and I always go back to the game in which really kind of created instant replay was the uh, uh, the, the the ball that was hit when um, who threw the no here to Bob uh, for the Nets? I mean the the Mets. Johan. Change up, Santana. Yeah. yeah, Santana. When Adrian Johnson kicked that call, yeah. and that's when all hell broke loose. Hey, we got to get this fixed. So, I just think if you're going to be consistent with rules, be consistent no matter what day of calendar it is. So, uh, yeah, the reason when I look at that series, I thought the Dodgers' pit, strong point was you know, they have a lot of stars, but I thought their pitching was going to give them that early advantage. And then they go with the bullpen game in game one. And then Scherzer can't get out of the fifth yesterday, and that has completely just flipped what you've seen out of those uh, out of those first two games. And then they went with Urias out of the bullpen yesterday too, which which surprised me. And then he gets hit. So now, what do you? They have the day off today, but moving forward, they it's a mess right now. Here's something that nobody's talking about. This is the first time all these guys have gone this long into a season considering how short last year was. Yeah. And somebody, some guys, A, aren't long enough or strong enough. And I I really think that's something that's having more of an impact because you took a whole year off away from being able to be part of a 162-plus game season. And now every pitch is a high-leverage pitch. The warming up element, all the other things in them, the pitches you've already thrown this year, I think all those things have had an impact on why managers have had to shorten their, their staff and their bullpens. And not to mention the the Dodgers, I know it's been several months, but they thought they had Trevor Bauer for a series like this. You know, they, they thought they built their roster and in, in last mm-hmm. offseason to have Trevor Bauer also included in all of their plans. And he hasn't been there for a long time now. I got news for you. If you took a poll of the Los Angeles Dodgers right now and said, would you rather take your chances now or would you rather have Trevor Bauer? They say, when's the next chance available? I think they've washed their hands of him. Oh, yeah. He was on the team. So even if he was on the team, I think they prefer taking them on, taking anybody else on without him because he was a distraction before his own oh, yeah. off-field issues took place. So I think they 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 will cherish this moment more because they don't have them on the team. Uh, before we get all away from the baseball talk that has, uh, that's really dominated the first 25 minutes here of the show, uh, yesterday it was also reported that Major League Baseball is going to start housing or paying for the housing of minor league players, um, I guess, as early as next year. Um, how big is that? For I think it's huge. Yeah. I think it's huge. We're now guys won't be nine to a one bedroom apartment. 
guys sleeping on air mattresses or sleeping like they're in a third world country because they don't have any money. Uh, this is something Major League Baseball should have done a long time ago. They've already reduced the amount of teams, the amount of leagues. So there's, there's a little bit more money available for these sort of things. I mean, we're talking about kids. They would normally be in college, but now they're living in these places that they shouldn't be. They're eating peanut butter jelly sandwich. I mean, even the nutrition element needs to be examined yeah. more. They should make sure that these guys get at least one good meal when they get to the ballpark. I don't think we'll ever get a story on it because I don't know how something like that could be tracked. But I do think at some point there will be a guy who will make his major league debut because of something like this. Because he I didn't agree. have to quit the game. I agree. At some point in his, you know, in, during his development to go get a nine to five job I, because I he he just wasn't making any money. Something like this will help more than any of the you know other tools and things that they're given down at the ballpark. Yeah. So and, and for that guy who decided to take on an early family in life, it's a godsend for him. Mm-hmm. You know, because those guys that and I think what you speak on, there's a lot of guys who maybe have early families that had to walk away from the game because they had a family. Yeah. Maybe this will keep them around. Yeah. Hey, this is lunch with Claves and Joe. We are live out here at the Alton Sports Tap. We're going to talk some football coming up right after this. It's hard work to be at the top of your game, always improving to be better, but it's worth it. At Amron, Illinois, we approach reliability the same way. It's why we don't just power one of the smartest energy grids in the nation. We work tirelessly to make it smarter with upgrades, improvements, and a plan for the future. And we'll never stop raising the bar on reliability because it matters to you. Learn more at AmarinIllinois.com slash reliability. You're watching Lunch with Claves and Joe live from the Alton Sports Tap in Alton, Illinois, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find him online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Uh, Claves, before we start talking football, just quickly, I got to bring up the, um, uh, the the current standings in our pickums oh, uh, for all football. It's a little yeah. three-game lead. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I picked up another game on, uh, on all you guys. Yesterday, uh, here's now, how, who did I lose? What did I lose yesterday? I, I lost that, so, that that Jaguar. So I am the only one of the seven of us that picked the Jaguars to win purely because I figured they have to win at some point. Why not do it overseas? That that was I, I was they the still only have not one won on American soil. They have not. Okay. No, and no uh, no word yet if Urban Meyer went and hit up any pubs over there after the game. And uh, what? What? Any, Do they back it up over there too? I, I don't know what. I don't, I've never been. Uh, that's that's probably more your area than mine. Uh, what backing but, it up? Or no, just over. Oh, what, okay. what happens right. over over right. in the over? Yeah, in Europe. I don't know. Never been. Uh, Put so, it on your list of things to do. Uh, but I also I fell though because I'm the only one to pick BYU to beat Baylor. So I was the only one that picked that. Mm-hmm. So there's some. And then I there. yeah. So then uh, it, it was pretty split. After that, if you uh, if you look at uh, how we how we did in the game, we all went we all went with the Ravens, oh the Chargers, and then it was uh, split four to three over with Cardinals and Browns. You know, um, I think this past weekend, and I, I think I told you this earlier, that I don't really think you can assess a team skill level until the fourth or fifth week of the season. I think we now know who's really good and who isn't. Uh, Dallas is good. Baltimore is good. Um, I got the five. I got five written down here. You, I got I got five. Cowboys, Packers, Cardinals, Ravens, Bills. I would agree with you. Those those are your top five teams. Uh, right there's now. no question. 
And I think there's a big gap between them and the next group of teams. Because I feel I still think the jury's out on a Pittsburgh, the jury's out on Cleveland. I was gonna say the jury's out on San Diego. Um, you know, San Diego had a chance to really make a statement. Yeah, they went into Baltimore and they got beat all the way back to at least Indianapolis. I mean, they they had nothing against Baltimore. And then you look at a team and that then Kansas City. I, I was just going to mention. Yeah. I was just going to mention Kansas City that they win yesterday, but it, it was, wasn't it was easy. A, it was uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, they, 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 thirty-one they to thirteen. An arena league quarterback, but an XFL quarterback. XFL, yeah, XFL, XFL quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a step former up. Battle Hawks backup quarterback. quarterback, which proves my point. Which proves my point. <laughs> so. They, uh, yeah, but they, he, Mahomes, you saw him throw two picks. One was not his fault. Yeah. The other one, I, I, I don't know, anybody knows what he was throwing to. And I think one. there was, a, I think somebody either didn't know the, know the route or I think it was a miscommunication. Yeah. So I don't know where they fall in because they already have two losses on the year. Wait a minute. Did you include Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because after a, what Green, what the hell happened in week one with Green Bay? Because whatever happened in week one has not happened again simple. since. Uh, and I told you this before. If I've got all spring and summer to game plan for opening day, mm-hmm. and that's what they did. They, they took away some things. You have to remember, uh, Green Bay's left tackle wasn't available in that game. And they had some other issues regarding some injuries and just the skill set of some people. They've gotten that fixed, and that's why you see them playing well. I wouldn't call the Bears a, a real threat, but you know what they did? They reminded the Bears that they were the Bears and, and they were the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers reminded yeah. the Bears it's of just who like, he was too. It, it's just like the college game on Saturday with Mississippi State and Alabama. Alabama, I, I'm with, with a friend who's a huge Alabama. He said, I don't know if they're that good. And I'm like, they just beat these guys by 40. 40. You know how hard it is to score 40 points in, in, in a game? I don't care what level it is. If you're playing Except Mizzou, playing it's Missouri. not that, yeah, yeah, right. it's not that difficult yeah, if you're taking on the yeah. Tigers. And uh, once again, you saw that defense. Uh, it wasn't wasn't good again this, this past Saturday. <sighs> but you have to respect Drinkwitz, Eli Drinkwitz, after the game, kind of owning up to it and going up in front of the microphone and saying, you know what, uh, maybe – Maybe I, I did. Maybe I got them too excited. I haven't done enough here. Maybe we need to kind of revisit what what my role is here. I, I commend him for saying it. But if there was everyone, anyone that was ever speaking the obvious, it was him. But you uh, don't get. The, I mean, with college coaches and their egos, that's you true. don't hear that a whole that's lot. True. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but he knows what he's got to do, and, and he kept saying, "We got to recruit. We got to recruit. We got to recruit." And I'm glad he didn't limit it to just a position. He needs help in the line, obviously a different defense, not coach, but just a different defensive personality. And it just, I think it goes to show you how competitive this SEC really is. So this week, you talk about recruiting is huge for Mizzou. Is it? You really think so? And this this yeah. is one of Thank their – I think when I you look at some of the – big recruits that they've had in the past, Luther Burden seems to be a a big milestone if they can land him. There's no doubt that he would be a huge plus for them. Yes. 
He doesn't. But, he doesn't turn them into a top twenty-five team the right. second he steps on the campus. Right. But it would be a huge win, especially when right now the number one competition for that is Georgia. Well, I was on with Frank this morning, and I think Missouri is going to get the silver medal on this one. I don't. I don't see how Missouri can get this guy to come play there, and I want him to go there. Okay, but I just. You can't give me enough reasons on why it makes sense. I think, uh, depending on how much NIL money he has coming his way, to go to Mizzou instead of going down to Athens? It's already been established. Maybe the old boys in Georgia, who've been at this a lot longer than the old boys in Columbia, I think they can spend as much as they need to. But that, I just, I I think the money in Georgia is getting spread out amongst a lot of current players and recruits coming in to where who's, who's going to Mizzou right now that they're looking at. And they're going to see say, how many people showed up at the Georgia 92,000. Okay. How many showed up at Mizzou? I, I it was under know. 50, right? I, I would imagine. I would imagine if, if they're, I know there's, you know, there's probably better stuff to do in Columbia, Missouri in a October after Saturday. You, afternoon. You've never been to Athens, Georgia. Have I haven't, but okay. I'm just saying. If you ever went to Athens, Georgia on a Saturday afternoon, you would have never said that. Trust me. I just think that it's the bashing of, going of college, and watching. college sports. Athens, Georgia, Tuscaloosa, Oxford, Mississippi, Gainesville. That's the SEC at its best, period. There's nothing close to what they can do in Columbia. You can grow all the hedges you want around your football field. It's nothing close to what they can provide compared to Athens, Georgia. Do you think Luther Burden knows where he's going? Yes. 100%. He, he knows. I think I, I, think I do. Because I believe, I think I saw Frank saying that he might change his mind at the table. Well. Or is that him just being kind I of think a showman? That's, that's just Frank being Frank. No. I, 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 <laughs> it is. And I love Frank. And Frank has put a lot into this. By the way, nobody's worked harder at trying to stay on this story than Frank. And Frank is thinking more with his heart because I got news for you. If that's young Alex Cusimano and he's the best shortstop in all the college and high school baseball and Missouri comes knocking at the door and he can go play at LSU or play at Florida State or anywhere in one of those great baseball institutions, Frank's all of a sudden going to have a Southern draw to his name. It'll be Cusimano <laughs> instead of Cusimano. Yeah. So – I'm, if we put that shoe on Frank's foot, I can guarantee you it'd be different. He'd be able to whistle Dixie, literally. <laughs> Am I right? You all right? Yeah. <laughs> you got that right, partner. Um, with all the, the all the schools you mentioned, though, another SEC school had a bit of a rough weekend as far as the fans are uh, oh. concerned down in uh, down in Tennessee, which you knew was I mean, Lane Kiffin. Is so good at playing the heel. He is so good at being the bad guy and getting people riled up that I would hope he wasn't surprised by what was thrown at him. I don't think he was by the way he conducted himself. You didn't hear him have this ranting press conference about how he was talking about how how classy or how rabid the fans are there. I think he loves pulling their tail and, and just getting them worked up. Now, here's my question to you. They've already fined a couple of schools hundred grand for people running out on mm-hmm. the field. What does what what does the bill Tennessee gets later today? 
I mean, it's they. I mean, with the stuff they litter the field, throwing golf balls and some of that stuff. They they it has to match what some of the other. Because no, when okay, they so rushed the field the, down at Texas A and M, they were winning. They were they did that to win and celebrate a win. So I think you start. You double it then. You start at a half million. You start the, the fine start. I, you know what? To make my point, I start a million bucks. I'm finding University of Tennessee a million dollars. And we'll see who throws another golf ball out there. Because you know what? The next time you see that guy, they'll be dragging him up and down the Cumberland yeah. River. That's the only way you can get their attention. Right. Million always gets people's attention. Yeah. So it's a million bucks. Yeah, that's uh. That, because I have to send a message that we're not fooling around here. Mm-hmm. UT, you have to do a better job at security. Fans, you come, you bring anything in here that doesn't look like a pom pom or a chicken wing, chicken wing, uh, wing. And you, you're out. So I'm going to start a million bucks. Maybe change the uh, condiments, too, at the uh, concession stands to those big pumps that they got at Bush instead of uh Well, they were throwing water bottles bottle. out there. Mustard. They threw a... Oh, really? Yeah, there was uh, this. Oh, really? <laughs> that, that, but well, in you know, mustard you, form you, was, you, uh, was sitting never, out there on the field. You never want to throw a great coupon in it. <laughs> It was the plastic one. Yeah, it wasn't the glass jar. That would have uh, that would have been worse than the golf ball. But I think some, was it Kiffin that said who would bring a golf ball to a football game? That that is your pure intention to do that. Unless yeah. you were unless you had it in your pocket and you were coming from uh from the 18th hole right to the uh, right to okay. Knoxville. Right. But yeah, your sole purpose is do I carry batteries with me or can I throw this golf, golf ball further? Right. Yeah. Well, he brought batteries because he could change them in his transistor radio. Exactly. He was listening to the game and, yeah, wanted to hear the call in, in case Tennessee right. was able to win. Hey, we will uh, take our final break and wrap things up here from the Alton Sports Tab here in Alton, Illinois, right after this. The 2021 Acura TLX is the top-selling luxury sedan in St. Louis, and St. Louis Acura has an unbeatable selection. The TLX has the highest safety rating, and right now you can get $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers with 0% financing for up to 36 months. We offer free pickup and delivery, and we'll also buy your used vehicle, even if you don't buy from us. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you. Back here on Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Ammon, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. And sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find him online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Final segment here from the Alton Sports Tap. I got one thing to say. Well, I got a lot of things to say, yeah. but I, I want—I didn't want to go any further without congratulating our good buddy Rich Gould, uh, who is retiring or has retired. Retired, yeah. Uh, Bob worked with him a number of years. I had the pleasure of working with him. There's never been a better person professionally to work with on TV than I had with Rich Gould. And you don't meet any people better than him. His laid back style and just how he was, that's who he was as a person or who he is. And uh, maybe the most steady, consistent guy we've ever had in the TV business and sports. So he doesn't know what he's going to do. He'll do something. He's got too much talent. But, Rich, we appreciate everything you've meant, not only to us as friends and colleagues, but certainly to St. Louis and how you covered sports. So good luck to your retirement. Have a lot of fun. And, uh Maybe you get that AM radio fixed in your car. <laughs> <laughs> He's got time now. 
I, I have uh, I've only talked to Rich a couple times. Uh, during you got to get career. him on. You got to get him on. I I, I I should reach out. I mean, he's retired now. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. But I do uh, the stories I have heard from him, uh, or, or about him over the years, uh, never get old. But now that it's around Thanksgiving, I do want to. I do want to get him on. And, uh, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear his story about going to Schnucks well, and getting his turkey with the lesbian couple. Here's the thing that for people who weren't around when Rich and Bob used to work at Channel 11 together. They had a, they had the first Sunday night show, by the way. What was that? The sport? The uh, What was that? The show? What was that show? Sunday? Hey, Bob worked on Sunday night. <laughs> the, fan, <laughs> the fan show? No, that was well before oh, okay. that. Well before that. Sports, sports. Sports something. But anyway, it was the first show. But they would do skits on different things. So if you were a movie fan, I wish, you know, they ought to run that one night on Channel 11. It's better than some of the other stuff they run on there now. And they should do that. And you'd see how much fun those guys had doing that show. And uh, we don't have that sort of entertainment on TV anymore. I'll no. just put it that way. Uh, Blues started their season this past week. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to catch the game. The, I watched uh, the opening game. Uh, what are your thoughts on the team that you saw? Well, they played a team that was a little light. Uh, Colorado was missing some of their star players due to COVID. Uh, but I thought the Blues accounted for themselves well. A uh, little, little shaky at the end. But I commend Braden Shen. Everybody remembers the, the hit that Kadri put on uh, uh, Falk last year in the playoffs, knocked him out, and Kadri got an eight-game suspension. Forty seconds into the game, Shen comes over the board. I think he had the third shift. And he, he told Kadri, let's go. And they, they had a little joust. Nobody got hurt. But the fact that he wanted to send that message early mm-hmm. – and, you know, Shen's done that with Colorado before. If you recall, when Bobby Plager died and five seconds into the game, he grabbed a guy and beat the poo out of him. And a couple of years before that, he and Nathan McKinnon went at the start of a game. So Braden Shen is kind of a – he's a kind of a Brian Sutter hybrid kind of a guy, good leader, tough as barbed wire, can play both ends, and doesn't have a, a short memory about what you did to one of his teammates. So I commend him for that. Um, it's too early to tell what the Blues are going to be any good or not. Um, you know, I like to wait a little bit and let them get on the road a couple of times, face some good teams, deal with an injury or two. But I guess it's better than talking about them if had they lost. Had they lost in the manner they had like a 4-1 lead and Colorado came back, they had a goal called back and the Blues scored an empty netter. But at the end of the day, they got the two points. Uh, but had they lost in that manner, we'd have a whole different subject to be talking about, but we don't. Game two tonight, they uh, are in Arizona taking on Coyotes. I think only one game is just one game right now instead of the seven no. in a row that they played against Coyotes. No, we're going to spread it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're going to – they got 82 games to kind of just yeah. to get all those in this uh, this year. All right, hey, we are, uh, we're done for, uh, for today. Done for we want day. to thank the folks out here at the Alton Sports Tap for hosting us. And, uh, hey, I would not mind if we made this a regular thing. I think here. we should. I think we should. It's a good atmosphere. They got great food. And uh, they continue to improve uh, this establishment. Uh, next year they're going to have more volleyball courts out here. Sam, hey, Sam you, ever, you ever done Sam volleyball? I have before. I'm retired from that with uh, really? with my knees. Yeah, the but two, you go out run, you go out run 26 miles. That's straight. That's sand. that's oh, straightforward. Okay. Yeah, go in an uneven surface on sand, barefooted. No, that doesn't. Yeah, that's not. Smart I love at all. the uniforms in Sand Beach volleyball, which is why I'm a fan. You know, I mean, uh, but volleyball is one of those kind of sports. It's kind of a family sport. The only people who go to it are family members. Yeah, and 
uh, and you do it at picnics, family picnics. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you don't really do it a lot. But I enjoy watching it. They're going to have some fun out here. They uh, they will. Yeah, that Sunday ticket, they got all your college games on. All the all, games uh, you can stay. All Saturday, and they'll have and all, and the, playoff, all the baseball Ellen's playoff here. games, too. So She's a hottie. Come on out here to uh, the Alton Sports Tap in Alton, Illinois. We thank them again for having us out here this afternoon. That's going to wrap it up for us here on the uh, the lunch show with Claves and Joe as we have been powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and sponsored by Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. Find him online, homeloanexpert.com. You know, the only thing faster than this supersonic golf cart are the closing times at thehomeloanexpert.com. Mortgage rates on the twos, and we have a 21-day closing guarantee. Apply online today at thehomeloanexpert.com.